0: Tyson Bites Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast, Tyson Bites Podcast, Tyson Bites
1: what? Welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm Lubble Trouble, Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by my fellow members of the Nation of Conversation, Rad KO, Danielle Radford. Ooh, love that. That's a good one. Great work. And Kelkton Charisma, Lindsay Kelk.
0: Yay! I love Chris. <laughs> I love it. Thank you.
1: Let's dig right in. Smackdown, put it on a hell of a show. Maybe the centerpiece of that show was Sasha Banks taking on Carmella's sommelier Reginald, who is like if a Street Fighter character became a wrestler, not in how they dress, but in how they spin and move around the ring. He is maybe the most fluid performer I've ever seen.
2: He's amazing, and it was a great debut for him. Part of me, while I was watching it until the end, obviously, was like, we're going to have this really awesome dude, like... The, the female ch- like the, 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 the ladies champion tries to punk him, and then he gets in there and he's awesome, and then this is our intergender match. I had a moment of that, but it wound up being so good mm-hmm. um, that like that went away, and especially at the end. But part of me was like, I kind of wish that he wouldn't have gotten his like this big shot on the back of the women's champion and have this be one of the only times they've done intergender wrestling, but I loved it. And I love intergender wrestling um, so fucking much.
0: Yeah, it made me so happy. I think a lot of people are expecting us all to put this over, and I feel like us talking about it now is us universally putting it over of <laughs> how fucking great it was. Um, he's former Cirque du Soleil, right? Reginald, that's his background, that's his jam. He was a Cirque du Soleil performer, um, which just Sounds then right. made me hate Corey Graves even more when he made his Cirque du Sommelier uh gag because i'm like you know he's from Cirque du Soleil stop punning stop punning dickhead um, <laughs> oh, i hate great puns <laughs> so but i've gotten so used to him for honest trailers now that i was actually like ah, oh,
2: i would have made that one but the thing I that annoys me about
0: is is it relies on you knowing that he's a Cirque du Soleil performer for it to work otherwise he's like i'm so funny and wacky like i'm just making a Cirque du Soleil joke because he's He's prancing around doing, like, performing uh, atle- uh, gymnastics and shit in the ring. But really, he knows he's Cirque du Soleil. So it's a, like, multi-level pun that just managed to irritate me more. And I love the pun. <laughs> um, but I think it's just because I hate Grave so much, because I hate him so much. It, how fun was it? How It was just fun to see Sasha doing cool stuff. And I love when they let Sasha do things. Like, basically. Like, please let Sasha do things.
1: She's got to get Danielle. to Tell me if I'm wrong here. But the one thing that happens maybe every third time I see her on TV is she's got to get the wig situation under control because that thing was going on a journey and it felt like she started to look like a cone head very early in the match, very, very early in the match. How do we, you're our wig expert, <sighs> our wig correspondent. How do we fix this?
2: See, I don't know action wigs because, like, this is like yeah. asking. You know, it's like the same with like their makeup. I can talk about how it looks. I can't talk about how to keep it on. I have ideas, but like that's action makeup. And so I don't know how to... And So for sports, like for her, it's it's got to be a lot of gluing and a lot of pinning and a lot of working with someone who is used to working with people with wigs, which the women are. They know how to deal with the wigs. If you're wrestling with a dude, he's not going to know like... How you know if you're grabbing in certain places or if you're doing certain moves, the wig is a consideration. Um, and I don't think he did a lot of hair grabbing, I don't or, think he did, yeah, any of that stuff, but uh, yeah, so it, it's it's really, I, I, I wish I knew. I need to start looking up action wig and seeing <laughs> what ways they have of keeping them babies down because I know again, it's a lot of pinning, it's a lot of gluing. Um, for action wigs, it might even be some sewing. And sewing is the most difficult and takes the longest to, to take out. And with the pan-dizzle, I don't know if they're... Because the, the gluing and the pinning you can do yourself, I don't know, like, the sewing, she'd have to go to, like, an expert, expert. And I don't know what services of those are available. Do you think if
1: she were to lose the wig, that it would be a huge blow to the character? Ooh. I, I don't, don't know, like and I don't like know it. the answer. I'm yeah. not. I, I'm I mean, throwing from, it out there. From
0: listening to interviews with her, she has spoken in the past on. You know there are other wrestling podcasts. She's been on some. It's wild. Um, I've heard rumors, and then and then I listened, and I'm like, what? Uh, so she, I've heard her on wrestling podcasts saying that the hair to her is her character, and when she takes the hair off, she's Mercedes. So the wig is, is her being in character and she's actually super introverted as a person and mm. not the bold, you know, she's not Sasha Banks. She is Mercedes. So she prefers to just being able to take it off, which I guess also speaks to maybe the idea of sewing it in because she wouldn't be able to take it out. And we know from right. her Instagram, she does usually take it out when she's not right. performing. But it's it's a tough one when it is so integral to your character, and then it does it slips and slides a little, and you're like, no, yeah. I want better for my baby. That's all.
2: That's all. Oh, that's amazing. That's very Beyonce Sasha Fierce. A lot of things are coming together for me right now. Yes. Um, yeah. Beyonce Sasha Fierce is Beyonce says that she is regular Beyonce in her everyday life, but when she goes to perform, she becomes Sasha Fierce.
0: Isn't that where Sasha from Sasha Banks comes from? I, I think it I is. So. I think it is. I think I've read that, heard that, seen that. Dranked I feel it. that way. I don't, become, I, don't always, <laughs> I don't always become Danielle
2: until I slap the wig on, so I get it. It's a character thing because uh, I am definitely just regular old Danielle when I'm sitting here uh, without the wig in my cats. Let's
1: uh, stay in the women's division. One of the things that works least often is when two wrestlers who are in a feud with one another resort to something other than wrestling to settle it, whether that is an arm wrestling match or a weightlifting match or a pose down. My personal opinion was that the obstacle course that Bailey set up, that she and Bianca Belair ran, was the opposite of that. I thought it worked really, really well. And when Otis appeared,
2: <laughs> Otis is like
1: when you're playing a, an open world video game and you you encounter a cow that is not aware of anything, like d- ceases to exist when you when it's out of your view. When it comes in, it just goes, "I'm a cow." <laughs> Yes. Yes. Oh no, this is mighty unfair. See if you're an
2: alpha. Okay. Otis weighs 330 pounds.
1: Are you kidding me? And Bianca Belair with ease. Okay. 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 Bailey can't believe it. Now begging Bailey to play some D. No,
0: no, 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 no. Bianca ducks it! It's a it's a hey! grand analogy for Otis. I I loved I, have Otis. No life. I loved him winning Money in the Bank. But this is how I want my Otis. This is genuinely how I want my Otis. Just just the added flavor on top, being great, doing yeah. his best Otising. Like he just I love just it.
1: Shows up and is like, "There's nothing but this moment. I have no history and no future.
0: Put me I on love your it.
1: shoulders." <laughs>
0: I also love that he's best friends with um, Gable. If you follow Gable on Instagram, he posts his workouts a lot. He's got like this insane home gym and he posts all of his workouts and you can always hear Otis spotting him in the background and he's just saying random numbers half of the time. He very rarely takes it seriously. He'll just be like, 74, 14, 12, 9 more to go! And it's very, very, very funny. He is like very funny and seems so kind and lovely. I love Otis. I want to give him a big hug. But... In regards to this segment, it it was so good. It was so good. Bailey was so great. Bianca was so great. Everyone got to come out of it looking awesome because uh, Bailey came out of it looking like a shitty heel who is very funny and snarky, which is what she's doing now. Ding dong, hello, yeah. my just oh, the greatest. Um, so much
1: better on the mic too. So she's much better way on the mic. Better,
0: and it way made better. Bianca look like a superhero. It made Bianca look like she could just do anything, and the the positivity she brought to it too. She wasn't like, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to kick your ass. It was just like, oh yeah, okay. I can do this and I'm going to do it and I'm going to smash it. Amazing. And I loved it because it made her a real, like, hero face. I felt like it really pushed her into that hero face role.
1: I do think in the in the basketball segment, she could get a little, like, she should, like, tighten her handles a little bit because that crossover was kind of sloppy. Like, I think Bailey had a good chance to steal that. She was kind of telegraphing a little bit and feels <laughs> like she would be a little bit more evasive. Like, she could be a good... Kind of like uh, like Kyrie Irving Kind of like a water bug point guard Where you're just sort of moving around And you're changing directions, yeah. changing speeds a lot things, So yeah, sure. I would love to see her work on that saying. For next week Yeah. Uh-huh. now this is no longer a wrestling podcast Danielle, I'm sorry I cut you off <laughs>
2: No, I love it. I love all of that. Please talk more about sports uh, so that I can learn about sports. Yeah, I I always, they always, uh, when they do those WWE combines and they show everyone at their most athletic, Bianca Belair has always been someone who stood out. So I'm glad they found a way to put that on the show so that everybody can see it. You can see that she is this fast, agile, strong, like amazing. You you really get to see why she's the EST without having um, watched any of the Combines. You don't need to see any of that. You can watch that right there and be like, holy crap. They did a show, not
0: tell. It was so exciting. Instead of just having Bianca, like, Mm -hmm. heel Bianca will tell you she's the EST, but face Bianca shows you she's the EST. She doesn't need to tell you, she's going to show you. And it, it was really clever storytelling and unlike fucking, what What are they called? Viking Raiders, War Raiders, war machine, Viking War Raider machine versus Street Profits at a basketball game, which was just like, please make this stop. Please make this stop. Oh, I thought this was oh, so Lord. good. I loved it. It's good that it was as quick as it was.
2: Um, that's one great thing is you have something really good and you don't stretch it out. I wouldn't have minded another minute of it. I, I think it would have been um, just as great if we would have had that as well. Also, that singlet, fucking come on.
1: Speaking of athletes, Cesaro's had a very big spotlight put on him going to the Royal Rumble. Mm. Of course, last week, not two weeks ago, he picked up a win over Daniel Bryan at a really, really fun wrestling match. We, I, we talked about that, but uh, they're really built like this is gr- here's what's great about the Royal Rumble time of years. They have to build up multiple people who aren't in the main event picture to seem like they could win the Rumble. Is Cesaro gonna win the Royal Rumble? No, not a chance.
0: He should win the Royal Rumble. I'm sorry, I love him so much. You know, I love him could... so much.
1: I do, I do too. But he could show up and make an impact, and then hopefully spin that out into, into more storylines. Where you know he's a guy who
0: hey, spin that doesn't out.
1: have bad matches. He
0: does spin. What <laughs> you said? Spin that out. He does spins. He spins <laughs> Yeah, he can spin
1: things. it. He can airplane spin it out into more opportunities <laughs> more, more for More
0: puns. More puns on this podcast. More puns. More puns.
1: But SmackDown seems to be doing a better job of utilizing the talent they have and not necessarily pissing it away like some shows would with an entire division of their roster. But it's hard. it's hard. There are always a lot of mouths to feed, and it's nice to... to have guys like that like Cesaro I kind of put him in a category with Dolph Ziggler not that they're the same performer at all but Dolph mm-hmm. Ziggler is someone you can heat up very quickly if you need to he knows how to get himself over he does solid in-ring work and in that way it's very easy to take people like that for granted and yes. a guy like Cesaro as well who is better like has gotten better on the mic oh he has like a weird his he has like a weird anti-charisma charisma to him
0: Oh, I just lost in I can't tell you how close I came to putting over just that one moment where he came down to the ring and told Daniel that he could have cut that promo in five languages and then turned to Sammy and said, c'est vrai, oui? And Sammy's like, oui, oui, oui. And they had like a split second <laughs> friendship. I'm like, he's means five languages and he's so hot. It's like, why is he not your <laughs> biggest star? Why is he not? I The thing I love about Cesaro is everything you give him... He turns it into gold. They put him in that dumb best of seven thing with Sheamus and they turned it into a tag team that just rinsed it for months. Everything he does, he kills it. And I just, I I want belts and glory for that man forever and ever, forever and ever and ever. Stick your brass ring up your ass, Vince. I want my Cesaro championship.
1: (laughs) By the way, Sami Zayn, Oh handcuffing himself to the so barricade great. and being followed around by the documentary crew that he's been doing so good like he's just so good he's so good how many billions
0: of things could we have put over this week it's been like a really solid week for wrestlers outperforming it's been so good mm-hmm. all of his Bernie memes come on Sammy uh, so great
1: I don't think there's anything that he has been given that he hasn't knocked out of the park
0: it's just, just a theme like, of the day Wrestler guy knows how to do keep himself job in well. the air Boom. Yeah,
1: I think he's also in that group with Cesaro and yeah. and Ziggler. Yeah. Like you can do whatever you want with you. Y- he can just be heated up at any time.
2: Yep, give him the ball, let him run with it, oh. or do a cross thing with a pass fade and a. Sub- <laughs> I'm water also bug. Smart. he
0: said waterbug at one point. Yeah, that's all I lost it. Waterbug, hezy, to do a crossover,
1: then behind the back. <laughs> <laughs> then he's gonna he's gonna nutmeg Bobby Roode.
0: <laughs> I know that All one right, from quick... English football. There
1: we go. Oh, there you go. You know that one. <laughs> quick note from Raw, Alexa Bliss took on Asuka again, and this time she was so evil. You're not gonna believe what happened. Randy Orton, fresh from his chemical peel, showed up and delivered the RKO.
0: You're joking, but I've had facials that, that looked like worse than that. I'm telling you.
1: I get the hydrometer of it. Here's my problem with that. You're saying that. That Alexa Bliss is completely bulletproof to everything that Oscar throws at her after she does the the back bend, the spider. But then, if Randy Orton comes in and gives her an KO, she gets knocked out and the match is over.
0: Well, mm-hmm. I think that might be the powers of misogyny. They're very strong. They're very strong. No one, no one can defeat them, them in WWE. The same thing
1: everybody else was sensing.
0: Like, yeah, I just, like, I, I have said this like I was surprised that I enjoyed that moment as much as I did because I never thought I would get to a point in my life where I could enjoy watching Randy Orton beat a woman and say beat is you know an emotive term but I never thought I would be able to watch Randy Orton deliver an RKO on a female performer and be okay with it so I think that speaks volumes to how much work Randy has done on himself and on the storytelling in general, but at the same time, I'm like, but she she was a, she yes exactly the same thing. Like she couldn't Oscar couldn't beat her doing anything. Um, but Randy Randy has his magic powers of misogyny brings him straight to the ring. Boom, out like a light. Although I guess she kind of won the match. So silver linings, Alexa. Silver linings.
1: <laughs> Let's move on to NXT. Where we are into the quarterfinals of the men's side of the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. MSK beating Killian Dane and Drake Maverick. Boy, they're great.
2: Everyone was great. That match was great. I love Dane and Maverick. They're very cute. Uh, yes. I really like them together. I love the way they're playing together. MSK, with that thing where the dude does a thing and then the other dude pushes him onto dudes, is a. Yeah. I, it's got a name. Oh, sh- I'll the never The shooting learn it. star
1: press that is done off of the body and then shoved midair. I've never yeah, dudes seen
0: that on before dudes in my life. <laughs> if they don't call dudes. it dudes on dudes shoving dudes, they've <laughs> fucked up. That's all I'm going to say. The name's Just right dude, there. The name's right there.
2: <laughs> dude to the power of three. I don't know. Find a name for it. That's not a good one I that they would it. actually pick. Um, yeah, they and, and their story, like we became family. We were forced to become family. Ugh, everything's so great about that match.
0: Especially because the wrestlers that were wrestling in jeans got defeated. And I've, I've seen enough of that. Enough of that. No more wrestlers wrestling in jeans in 2021. No more. They don't look comfortable. Drake's wearing a belt. Drake is wearing a straight up belt. He looks like he just got off a shift, at a bar. Like he looks like he's just been tending bar in Yates's, which is a very British reference. And I apologize, but it's like a very <laughs> chavvy chain pub. And it's like, he just got off his shift as assistant manager as Yates's on a Thursday afternoon. And he took his shirt off and he came straight to the ring. And I don't care for it get gear buy gear you have gear get gear action jeans (laughs) (laughs) action wigs yes action jeans no no (laughs)
1: uh also an action with the grizzled young vets beating kushida and leon ruff another like they're all great matches there were no bad guess what guess what nxt didn't have any bad matches whoops whoops on the women's side dakota kai and raquel gonzalez beat aaliyah and jesse kamea another devastating blow to the robert stone brand
0: but it was nice to see him back wasn't it
1: it was
0: (laughs) i'm worried about him it's been off so long he's
1: the worst manager because everybody everybody loses that he manages which is really fun i feel like there aren't a lot of managers like that is a that is a not as explored avenue for managers is that everybody that they advocate for is loses all the time and they cannot pick up wins and the manager is a mess who's clearly going through some things.
0: Bless him. Bless him. I
1: love that. I love that. But the two of them look unbeatable. Then you had Malcolm Bivens bringing out his new client, Tyler Rust, who beat Dante Rios. He's a diamond in the rust. What a great catchphrase. And But I wish they had watched uh, Scooby-Doo WrestleMania Mystery.
0: <laughs> the greatest <laughs> moment of all of wrestling Instagram. <laughs> Uh, what you know did what you gonna think do? you were going to see? What did you think you were going to see? Oh, and Bivins is looking sharp <laughs> Just shout out to yes. our friend of the pod Don L uh, Who I believe yes. has been in charge of that new look uh, Looking sharp sir. Looking sharp in Munherren To yeah. take a Simpsons Quote and apply it to something Completely irrelevant Looking sharp <laughs> in Munherren. <Manhattan. laughs> Love it yes. Yeah he looks like every 90s R&B album cover It's <laughs> a work of pure genius <laughs> ah!
2: Uh, it's and that's on purpose. Like that's not like that is that is the vibe. It's amazing.
1: He's down <laughs> on bended knee. Uh more action in the women's division as Io Shirai, Tony Storm, and Mercedes Martinez get into a brawl over the NXT Women's Championship. It's great.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Made me do like, you know when your cat gets excited and it lays on the floor and does a butt wiggle because it knows something yeah. exciting is about to happen? That's how it makes me feel. Did.
1: Yeah. That's how this makes that's,
0: me feel. Butt wiggle. That's what we
1: all do when we watch NXT. We yep. lay on the floor at our butts wiggle. Yep. Uh, Finn Balor and Kyle O'Reilly in the main event beat Oni Lorgan and, and Danny Burch on the way to Finn and Pete Dunne fighting, and then the the Undisputed Era came out to make the save, and then it's just so good. It's all very good. It's all very, very, good. Didn't you feel a little good.
0: bit bad for Finn at the end when Finn stood shoulder to shoulder with the ue boys and the ue boys were like get the fuck out like i felt a little bit bad for finn i felt a, no. a touch because i'm like well you came to help him and now he's like he was stood in front of you and he fell back he was like we'll do this together fellas and they were like no we fucking won't get out
1: this is the world that he but this is that character if he's I indeed know. on the road to a yeah. face turn he's got to deal him. with He's got to deal with what he created for himself.
0: Felt bad for him. Felt like he probably went and sat down at the back, cross-legged by the announce table and looked at that little dinosaur tattoo and was like, we're just trying to be friends. I feel they like- They keep helping <laughs> him. Yeah. And then they keep negging him. I, right? It's very, as a lady, I will confirm that's very confusing when that happens. <laughs> Mixed messages, fellas. Yeah. Stop it. Stop it, Adam. Play nicely or just don't play at all. That's, that's basically the rule here.
1: By the way, before we get to the hottest segment in podcasting today, I will not allow a week to go by that we don't shout out how great Roman Reigns is and how great <laughs> that storyline continues to be. They basically flipped on Adam Pierce what he did to them the week before and had the whole tease of whether or not Heyman was going to, to fight. Just everything. Everything he does is so good. Everything's so good. The storyline so is good. swallow that, haters. It's so good. I was on this train before he turned heel. You all remember... I said he doesn't have bad matches. He didn't. And now look. Now look how the worm has turned. (laughs) I will make a meal of this. And I just did. But every good meal also has to have a delicious decadent dessert. Mm. And I can think of nothing better than the one segment that the people demand, which is an update. On the AEW Women's Division, we go live to correspondent Lindsay Kelk. What happened in the Women's Division this week? You know, it's it's
0: actually cruel to make me do this at this point. It's cruel because I my complaint is that it's bad, and then you make me engage with it, even though it makes me unhappy. (laughs) That's the definition of cruel,
1: and definition of wrestling fandom. (laughs) (laughs) Oh
0: my god, it's everything I've done to myself. Um, So yeah, there was one match. Uh, You'll be pleased to know there was one match, um, Britt Baker and Shanna. I'm pleased to report it was a good match. It was. Could have been a great match. Uh, There was a poorly timed commercial break, um, if you can believe that at AEW. Can you believe AEW had a poorly timed commercial break? Possible. Britt's coming on leaps and bounds, as I feel like she only ascends, so... Thrilled to see her getting some regular time and actually able to build a storyline. Excited for her match against Thunder Rosa. We did also see Red Velvet come out to the aid of Cody. I don't know if we're going to talk about that. I mean, I'd rather not because it was a pretty shoddy segment. I won't lie. Uh, but Cody came out to address the Jade Shack of it all. Um, and then, you know, his his coach just fucking rambled for like 20 minutes, said, I'm going to ramble and then ramble. So can't knock him for doing what he said he was going to do. detected. yeah, fair play. Did what it said on the tin. Uh, but then red velvet came out and actually was the the saving grace of that, of that segment. And I guess she's going to be Brandy's proxy in this war against Shaq and Jade. It's cool. I want to see another woman getting an opportunity. So this is great. Love it. Mm -hmm. She, she felt real and authentic and, pissed off and I liked that and I understand we've been promised the women's tournament we've been told what one of the matches will be Um, yes and it's Riho versus Serena Deeb which is a match I am excited about I only hope they show it to me on my television it's huge here's the
1: exciting I just got breaking news here let me just take a look at this yes the the entire tournament to determine the number one contender for the AWs Women's Championship will take place on Clubhouse, so make sure you have your invites, <laughs> or if you already have an account, send out one of those three invites because they everybody is not going to want to miss an audio only version. <laughs> You're on joking, it. I
0: could totally see them doing it with a specific
1: app. That's where this was headed all along. You knew it, uh, and then also, um, but you have to go into the heels room, which costs <laughs> ten dollars. For the oh, first five minutes, 99 cents each additional minute. So enjoy that tournament. Man. Enjoy it. You're going to hear about the results every Wednesday.
0: And only hear about you them. you to that subscribe You'll button. will see nothing. Uh, yeah. So that's, I mean, there was women's stuff that happened, but there was one, one match that was, remains... A very good match. A one, a very, one great a match, really, good match. Yeah, really good match. Very, very, very good. Um, shows yes. what they're capable of, shows what the potential is there if we have consistent TV time and storytelling and not just one random match a week that doesn't build to anything. Um, would love to have two matches. I, I, I know I'm greedy. I'm a greedy little monster. I'm not women's matches. That's me. Um, but I, I would love to see the champion in the storylines more often. I don't know. I'm wild like that, though. I'm crazy. I'm crazy. Can't be controlled.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, AEW was good. It, it, they, It's frustrating. It's frustrating because it feels like they, they have not fulfilled their core promises about how it was going to be different. It is very much a lot of the same. And that's okay.
0: You know what I think is really interesting to address. that I think stands to be delved into deeper one week is... The the thing that I found most interesting about AEW lately is I was watching all the old Rumbles this week. So I was just watching the Rumble matches and I was watching one from like, I want to say 2014, 2015. And it was just like basically the AEW roster. Um, and I'm like, oh, would you look at this? All these people who were so unhappy where they were and felt they were being underutilized and felt they weren't getting their fair shine and their fair spot. And they've all left and moved on and now they're AEW. I think it's really interesting to see who actually has taken that opportunity and Sean mm-hmm. and sure. who has taken that opportunity and maybe isn't quite where they led us to believe they could be if they were out of the WWE I think it'll be really interesting one week to break down and look at everyone that's gone over and see who actually you know it's, it's sink or swim isn't it you, you jump out of the big pool and you get in the other pool and see what's going to happen when you don't have Daddy Vince's flotation device uh, who actually made it and who is not doing so well. I, I think that's a really interesting thing to look at.
1: I do I do too. I think that the, what are they, FTW now? Is that what they are? FTR. They're, FTR, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. The, uh, they're great. Dax Harwood and Jungle Boy. So good. That was a fantastic yes. match. I love the taking Luchasaurus and handcuffing him to, uh, to Wheeler and uh, what's his name? Whoever's managing them, I can't. Tully Blanchard.
0: I mean, Tully it's, Blanchard, it's isn't one of it? Them. Yeah, it's Blanchard. It's <laughs> like not sound yeah. like it's on, came off it's the second Tully, rope. It's Jake. It's one of them.
1: I'm gonna tell you the scariest thing I've seen in wrestling in a very long time is Tully Blanchard coming off the second rope for a <laughs> for a. I think it was like a spike pile driver or something. Whatever it was, just watching him land, I was like, oh, that hurt him. Oh, that hurt him so much. Legs aren't supposed to do that. Like it would hurt. That would bother me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I didn't wrestle ever. let alone for many, many years of landing on knees and hard impact on joints. That was a frightening thing. Uh, But, of course, the the biggest debut was of a a friend of one of the hosts in a match against Hangman Adam Page was Ryan Nemeth. Hollywood Ryan Nemeth making his debut, looking very good. He looked great. I don't think there's anybody who listens to this podcast that isn't aware that he's Dolph Ziggler's younger brother did you know this was hat like what what do you have any inside scoop
2: I have no inside scoop no Ryan's a bud and he was uh he was my personal trainer for the time after one of my breakups when I decided that I wanted to be personally trained and that lasted as long as that ever does when you make rash decisions after a breakup and I think that he did great. I didn't know beforehand that it was happening. So I don't mm. know exactly like when. Um, I saw him teasing and, it on the Twitter. I saw him posting
0: Yeah. The, the Twitters, the tweets. And he has a shirt, right? He has a pro wrestling T-shirt now as the Hollywood hunk. So I don't think this is the last we've seen of him.
2: Mm-mm.
1: Mm-mm. Sounds very good. Congratulations, mm. Ryan. Best of luck.
2: He doesn't listen to the podcast. I, t- I, I told hey. him not to. We're buds. He doesn't need to.
1: I don't either. If you have anything to say about what we've discussed so far, the conversation continues on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Discord. When we come back, the WWE Network may be gone. We're going to talk about that on Tights and Fights. Stay tuned to this podcast. <laughs> We're going to take a break now. <laughs> And break right now. We're gonna stop talking. Tights <laughs> <Pites> and fight. <laughs>
2: I'm going first. It's me, Jackie Caution. Man, she's always this bossy. Uh, hi, I'm Lori Kilt-Martin. Uh We're a bunch of stand-up comics, and uh, we've been doing comedy like 60 years total, with, with both of us. But we look amazing. And uh, we're out. We drop every Monday on Max Fun, and it's called the Jackie and Lori Show. And you could listen to it and learn about comedy, and learn about anger management, and all the things. And Jackie is married but childless, and I'm unmarried but childful. So together, we make one
1: complete woman. Is that just what's going to end? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> and we try to make Kyle laugh just like that and say, oh my God, every episode. It's a good job.
1: Jackie and Lori Show, Mondays, only on Maximum
0: Fun. Times and bombs.
1: Welcome back to tights and fights. I'm Hal Lublin. I'm joined today by
2: uh, Danielle Redford I'm and yeah. Lindsay Kelk.
1: This week, we're going to give one corner of wrestling some extra attention. This is our main event. Let's get ready to oh, holy shit. What do I did? I lose the whole did I like not realize that we have Corey Graves saying, holy shit, or did you add that brand new?
2: It's been in there for a minute. I think it's just been a while since we've heard it on this side.
1: I go back and forth on which one I put in there just because I don't ever want anybody to get too used to one or the other.
0: Sometimes Julian doesn't one, care for profanity.
1: Do <laughs> one where you string together a bunch of... Like, so you get, like, Mauro is like, Oh, my God! And then, like, are yes. going, by God! And then, holy shit! I should do that. That would actually be a fun And Gorilla monster. Next right. week, guys, next week. Well, <laughs> you it. know, you can find a lot of those people on the WWE <laughs> <laughs> Network, which is nearly seven years old. And after all this time of $9.99 streaming, things are about to change. That's right, folks. Your dream has come true. Your prayers have been answered. (laughs) The WWE Network is moving to Peacock. heres I was a day one Peacock subscriber because I will sign up for all new streaming things including uh, HBO Max, which is also a nightmare to find my way around. Peacock is the worst of all of them because you go to channels and then all of a sudden you're like, did I subscribe to a cable service? But no, they're just individual. They're not channels. And then you go to the featured, but there, where's the stuff I remembered? And they they have like five things they put. But I did notice yesterday I got on Peacock to watch the new NBC show, Mr. Mayor, which is very funny. And they had their playlist. They'd already started adding WWE playlists. So when I heard it, I was like, "Oh, so I don't have to pay for WWE anymore. I can just I'm paying for Peacock, and that's enough. Great." Well, how did you? How did both of you feel hearing the, the big news about w, WWE Network's move to Peacock? Blah, 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 blah. That's not what they sound
2: confused?
1: like. Confused? Well, why is that? I
2: think, um, because mostly I'm just wondering how exactly. I you know I haven't seen it move over but um yeah I guess just uh I was confused cuz I didn't realize that they had corporate synergy with NBC like that where they would actually like come together and be a thing. Well, they the I don't USA mind that. Well, and Peacock has already been confusing to me. Um mm. they might have f- fixed this, but I remember when they were first advertising it it was like, "What? Well, there's like different tiers for different stuff." Like there's a free tier and you get like two episodes and there's a pay tiered and you get like every episode. And then there's the tier where you get everything with no ads. And so I'm not sure which tier is the WWE Network going to be on? Is it
1: all of them? Premium?
0: I think, I think yeah, premium tier up, gets you
1: all the pay-per-views. Right? Yeah, the four ninety-nine. one. Well, the nine ninety-nine, I think, is well, the premium, right?
0: Because there's, there's the two paid levels. I think premium is $4.99, and then I don't know what the 9 dollars is. $9.99 is, premium, no is premium plus. Premium plus. Ah. Yeah. Um, I was delighted because we have premium plus um, because uh, I watch a lot of Premier League on Peacock, um, so I really feel like one of life's winners right now because I have resented paying those $10 a month for Peacock. I really have. Um, but I will say we've delved into the rest of the Peacock library pretty deep um, because we have it because uh, I, I, I'm paying for it, so we want to watch it. We watch a lot of, like, there's a lot of good classic movie content on there, and uh, I watched Saved by the Bell, yeah. which is so good. So good. So good. So I think it's, like, when you add WWE Network into that nine ninety nine, I think it is a pretty good deal. I think it's a pretty good investment. Um, but I was surprised at it happening at them just folding the network into Peacock because their whole thing has always been the network is everything. The network offers you everything, and now they're ju- fully jumping into bed with NBC Universal. Um and it just feels intense mm-hmm. right it feels like they're they're sort of half cashing out on it it's kind of like when like how everyone's been selling the royalties everyone's been selling their songwriting uh rights recently so like yeah. stevie Nicks sold her songwriting rights for what like a hundred million dollars or something the rights to her songs and they're like we're gonna take the billion up front uh and we'll we'll just like stay involved see what happens We just don't want to deal with the network.
1: I think this could be a really smart play for WWE. It seems like, here's why, and this is without knowing the particulars of the deal, just assuming that up to this point, WWE has had to pay for everything. So they're responsible for every update. They're the reason why every time I try to open the network on Apple TV, I have to log in again. Like something, all those problems are not Mm -hmm. theirs anymore. Mm. Now their, their content is at home for whatever the upfront fee was. They don't have to... They don't have to deal with the cost to acquire users. They don't have to deal with with the the operating costs of hosting. Now all of that goes to NBC Universal. NBC Universal, for their part, gets a built-in user base who will hopefully come and say, "Listen, if you're paying ten bucks a month for just wrestling, pay that now." And not only that, but you get The Office, you get Downton Abbey, you get Parks and Rec, you get—I mean, all sorts of stuff that who knows what appeals to whom Mm. it seems like a very smart deal on both sides because the network is a wwe network is super niche streaming yeah i mean the way that they laid it out wasn't really the best so it wasn't like they had mastered it and they had such a good experience over there i mean they've already changed
0: completely revamped the app once right like they completely relaunched it um, and it still sucks. Like, it's yeah. still fucking terrible. It got um, worse. But yeah, the opportunity they have now to bring in casual fans. Like, you think about the number of people who have signed up for Peacock. And they're just like, oh, I used to watch this. Like, I'm going to go watch that Royal Rumble that I watched when I was a kid. And then maybe mm-hmm. I'll tune in. Maybe I'll check something else out. Maybe I'll watch NXT. Like, they have a... It gives them a massive opportunity at a huge... User group that they have not had, and
1: I wonder now if this means that Raw will be available the, like the next mm-hmm. day it's available on Peacock as opposed to having to wait. Yeah, like
0: how it's on Hulu, so you yeah. know the next day. Um, yeah. I, I just think it's I, I think it's very very smart. I think it's a big bold move, um, and it's almost it almost feels like legacy building to me. You know, it almost feels like someone up top mm-hmm. is making big decisions that will impact the company. When they are not necessarily there, you know, you know. Mm. Uh, also replenishes yes, that, those coffers after true. the XFL debacle. But you know, like what? What are you gonna do?
1: I mean, we're still in the pandemic. They still have no yeah. fans showing up. Even if they get twenty-five thousand people into WrestleMania, that's. I mean, that's any money it's is not money, a billion dollars,
0: which is reportedly what this deal is worth. One billion dollars a billion dollars.
1: Exactly. So they not only do they get a ton of money but they get to clear a huge expense off of their books. That was a huge it was a big gamble for them. Obviously, you can look at it and say it wasn't the huge success that they expected it to be, but at the same time they wound up they made a bunch of money off of yep. the exit and that yep. is a huge deal and the content lives on in a platform that's more widely accessible. So you have a better shot like you said, of bringing in people who aren't already wrestling fans, people who remember and want to watch old content. It's there for them. Those people aren't going to wander. I don't think the WWE network has casual subscribers.
2: It doesn't even have people who like WWE who necessarily subscribe. Like people who are fans of wrestling and fans of WWE are not subscribers to the network. I do not subscribe to the network. Um, I am already subscribed to Peacock, so I will probably be watching my wrestling, like I'll be watching way more stuff now Mm -hmm. because it's already on something that I have access to.
0: I wonder how many people will come back, how many of us that left over political, just, you know, a lot of people were like, no, fuck you, WWE, Saudi Arabia, bullshit. I refuse to put money in your pocket. But what if you're already putting money in Peacock's pocket makes it a, a murkier situation you know but also people like to have those murky situations resolved on their behalf and this is an easy way to say like oh i don't have to give money directly to wwe anymore i'll just give it to nbc universal and i get my wrestles back um so So i'm not paying for hulk hogan no exactly and the thing is nbc already paid for hulk hogan so you just have to pay nbc and honestly if we all look back to where every single cent of our dollar goes to we're, we're Ooh, paying wow. for some stuff we, we don't care for. We're all paying for some things we don't like for the privilege of existing on this planet. It's really exciting for them. I wonder if it is paving the way for a, an eventual buyout. I do wonder if it's that, if they're going to end up just mm. being part of Comcast. You know, like, will they just get, will the company eventually get bought? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that.
1: I mean, if it's a billion for the for the archives, which are, I mean, that's
0: that's a also, lot of money. You also
1: wonder if they're going to put out more of the archives. They did now. not
0: pay Evolve put, a billion dollars when they bought Evolve's catalog. You know, like WWE's been out here collecting all no. these catalogs for yes. pennies, uh, and now they just flipped them for a billion. It's huge. It's huge.
1: I just wonder what if you were to buy WWE. What kind of value do you put on it? Because the, I,
0: I honestly haven't. You know, yeah, I have no
1: idea. I know. When they bought ECW and they bought WCW, those deals they made. Were for yeah. the tape archives. Now all the tape archives belong to WWE and they're yeah. licensed. So maybe it's a question of would ownership of this be enough yeah, for I someone?
0: We're going to have to go on Reddit and ask the people that have been fucking with GameStop. Like they're going to know. WWE stonks. <laughs>
1: If you've got any thoughts on what we've discussed, connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Discord via the links in our show notes. We'll be back after this with some things from the wrestling world that you should know about. This is Tights and Fights.
2: Video games. Video games.
0: Video games. You like them?
2: Maybe you wish you had more time for them? Maybe you want to know the best ones to play? Maybe you want to know what happens to Mario when he dies?
0: <laughs> in that case, you should check out Triple Click. And Podcast. And
1: Welcome back to Tights and Fights, I'm Hal Lublin and I'm joined today by
0: Danielle Radford and Lindsay Kelk.
1: This week we want to end the show by sharing some of the joy of wrestling with you. This is The Three Count. <laughs> Danielle, what would you like to put over?
2: Um, I am putting over, uh, they did a chronicle, a WWE chronicle on Bianca Belair. Um, And so I wanted to put that over because she gets like really honest and really raw. And she talks a lot about um, her struggles when she was younger with mental illness and with um, bulimia. Um, and so for me, like I, everybody knows, like I've, I'm bipolar. It's not like a thing that I hide. It's something I talk about because it's important that we fucking talk about it um, to get rid of the stigma. And so um, I just thought it was really great that she took that opportunity to talk about her struggles um, for other people who might be dealing with it. Uh, if you are mentally ill, it's super fucking normal, Uh and that's the more that we normalize it, the better things get. And she can lift fucking Otis. So uh, <laughs> suck a dick. Mentally ill people are fucking strong, even if you can't lift Otis. But if you want to do something and you don't see somebody else doing it, then you become that person. You become the representation for somebody else. My parents,
1: they are so much a part of who I am. Like I'm just
2: grateful that I can be sharing all these moments with them. You do your thing. You do your thing is like the black parent slogan. Julian's laughing. He knows. You just do your thing, baby. I'm so proud of you. I just, this is so foreign to me. (laughs)
0: Like, what the fuck? Was that a supportive parent? Is that what that is? Jesus. That's what that sounds like. (laughs) Like, You you guys have it over there? Like, what? Yeah. It sounds like you do your thing.
2: Or as my mom right. says, oh, well, you just my independent baby, you know, you just so independent,
0: just being independent, my baby, it's sweet.
1: Oh I'm going to cry. Lindsay?
0: If you are not into having feelings, and that was altogether too much earnest sincerity for you, <laughs> I recommend... Hopping on the Fight Network on YouTube and watching the RJ City Wrestling Raconteur documentary, uh, which went up on Thursday and is free and is 46 minutes and 52 seconds. I'm looking at it right now. Um, not literally watching it. That would be weird, although I feel like I'm going to watch it like more times. Um, but it's 46 minutes and 52 seconds of RJ City being RJ City. Um, and if you don't have 46 minutes and 52 seconds for that, I don't know why you're listening to this podcast. I, I call bullshit on you saying you don't have that time you do you do have that time um, we have a clip to share
1: this is not the childhood dream unpacking my stuff and going oh i haven't opened this in eight months that's not the childhood dream at all <laughs> nor did i think oh my things i i wear i'm gonna have to carry them with me that wasn't part of the dream maybe the dream was messed up i would, I would say um i'm living my childhood dream uh yet i'm discovering that when i was a child i was an idiot and that's Pretty much it, and it is—it's fun to me. We are like, this is what you wanted, right? I'm like, yep. And I had no concept it would be like.
0: It's so great. It's 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 wonderful. Um, if you're an RJ fan, or if you are just interested to see someone pull the curtain back a little bit on what it's like to be a wrestler, and and it's very current. So it's very much about what's been happening lately and how it's been this last year. They basically just put a camera on him for for a couple of hours and, and let him run and I recommend that you spend some time watching that. Maybe save it for after the Bianca Belair. Like, do the feelings, then do the RJ. Not literally, that's that's weird, there's a pandemic, but like, you know, you do you. You do your thing. (laughs) So that's, that's what I'm putting over.
1: Fantastic. I'm putting over from Raw, it was a big day, not just because of all the exciting things that happened on episode Raw, but because someone's back and declared their entry into the Royal Rumble. Here's a clip. At some point you got to fight to make that dream a reality. And at the Royal Rumble, I am going to fight with every fiber of my being, with every breath left in my body to make to make this maybe far-fetched dream come true. Well, if you weren't sure who that was, it was the ghost of Bastion Booger. That <laughs> does it for this episode of Tights and Fights. This week, your hosts were Lindsay Kelk and Daniel Radford, along with me, Hal Lublin, who you can catch a couple times in the upcoming weeks. Uh, once in, uh, well, one of the shows, I don't know if it's announced yet, but I know that the Night Vale live stream of The Investigators is coming your way. That is Thursday, February 11th, or whatever day of the week February 11th is. And I hope you will join us for that one. That was a really, really fun live show to take out. It's been fun performing these Night Vale shows in a new way and getting them to audiences uh, around the world to watch on demand, practically, as long as you're there for the stream and maybe for a little while after. I don't know how the internet works, Danielle.
2: Um, yeah, follow me on, uh, at Danielle Radford on Twitter where I talk about most of my stuff. Oh, something very exciting. I got cast, because um, I'm a very, very lucky person indeed. Um, uh, Maggie Mayfish Fish and, uh, Jamie Loftus, uh, did a new show called SSCC where they, uh... Talk about uh, film and analyze some film from the perspective of people who are uh, on the other side of an apocalypse. And I play a computer because that is who I am now, and that is what I do. I am all computers all the time, and it is really, really fun. Um, and I'm really lucky that I got to be a part of it. And um, we want to do some more episodes, so go check that out. You can find that again on my Twitter or on their Twitter. That is on YouTube. And uh, you know, uh,
0: honest trailers, go watch them. I help write them. Love you guys, Lindsay. I'm all over social media at Lindsay Kelk and also the Peloton app at Lindsay Kelk. So like, that's where I'm amassing followers right now on the Peloton app, but not the Peloton bike as everyone who is recording this right now can see my sketchy spin bike that currently has a giant stuffed narwhal set on it. Um, but join the app, it's great. Um, and I actually, instead of putting something over, I have a request. Um, I would like some fan art i've been seeing a lot of really good fan art lately um for other people (laughs) not us and i want some tights and fights fan art i know you guys are all super talented and super capable and like i don't care what it is if it's shitty photoshop fits or if it's amazing artwork like i want to see us as the shield i want to see us as the way i want to see the tights and fights crew in just amazing and amazingly bad fan art. I want it so bad. Um, so if you wanted to put a smile on our faces, I would appreciate that. Thank you. You can send it to us on Instagram or on Twitter or, like, I don't know. There's probably an email address There's some Julie really knows. good ones. There's, but, uh, please.
2: gosh, there was one where somebody reimagined the entire uh, cast of uh Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, like Shredder and
0: uh, oh. Bebop and Rocksteady, but based on a joke we made, they made Kevin Owens and uh, Samoa Joe Bebop and Rocksteady. <laughs> some great right? stuff. Right, there's some really good stuff. Yeah. I want more. We need it. I'm greedy we've established this. I want to see us as like the Wyatt family, you know, like gimme, 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 gimme. I want it, I want it, please. And I will appreciate it and say thank you and reshare it.
1: You have your marching orders everyone Our producer Julian Burrell has Mike Eagle on his chest Senior producer at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music So we're putting him over for that Keep up with us all week long on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram Links to all of those are in our show notes If you love what we do Remember to hit those five stars on Apple Podcasts And share us with all your friends And thank you so much to the Max Fun members Who make this show possible Buy our t shirt We'll be back next week for more, you guessed it, wrestling.
0: Tyson Bites Podcast. Tyson Bites. I was going to, when you made that, uh, the peacock noise, it made me wish that they would replace the little uh, NBC peacock in the corner with a little thing of the gobbledygooker,
2: whenever,
1: whenever you're watching the network. <laughs> We should only be so lucky.
0: (laughs) (laughs) MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.